Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one podcast, simultaneously recorded in Chicago, Illinois, and somewhere in Florida. It's Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz, somewhere in Florida, <laughs> in an undisclosed location, in a bunker in Florida, <laughs> living my best life in this bunker. Please, God, help me. Help yes. me, please. Well, Wait. Uh, <laughs> what? Is he is he talking back now? Oh my goodness! Okay, we got problems, y'all. Yes. Um, no, I just Chicago is very just vague, <laughs> you know. But if I say what what town you're from in Florida, that narrows it down very specifically. So I'm not gonna divulge that information on the mic. It does. I am using a fake name on this show, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is a stage name, guys. <laughs> She wants to make it interesting. If you track her down, you've earned about... I picked, I picked a, a fucking German, like, weird-ass name that <laughs> most people can't even properly pronounce the first time yeah. as my stage name. There you go. That's what I went with. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? So, if you figure out all the clues from all these various <laughs> episodes, you've learned... You've, you've earned a, a five-minute head start before she calls the police. So... There you go. Um, I will call the police <laughs> <Immediately>. yesterday. <laughs> I am a white woman. That's I true. have 911 just ready to go. I am <laughs> ready to go. Don't question me. There you go. You're a small white woman, too, so it's like, oh, shit. I am tiny, and I feel threatened. Watch out. I Don't. am scared right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you- you guys know my rule. I have a I have an Amazon wish list that if you're going to stalk me, you have to come bearing gifts, and I have a list for you to choose from ahead of that time. Is, that is still one of the funniest things. One of our funniest interactions ever was when you told me about that girl that you had a cosplayer. Okay, I think we talked about this on the podcast, but this was like a year and a half ago. And Matt followed a cos a cosplayer. On on Twitter. Yes. And then he messaged me and he said this this person immediately, um, I'm assuming it was a she, immediately <laughs> messaged you her Amazon wish list. Immediately. Immediately. As soon as he pressed that follow button, like it was an auto <laughs> auto thing. <laughs> and he's like, immediately unfollow. No, I'm done with you because that's so ridiculous. Which I agree. It's it's so pretentious. It's like, oh yes, you must be, you must adore me. So here, choose among these gifts that you can buy for me. Be gone with you. (laughs) So that's part one of the story. And then I go, (laughs) so I'm like, okay, I need to make, (laughs) I need to go make an Amazon wish list. So I went and I made an Amazon wish list. And I sent it to Matt, and I was like, thanks for following me. Like, (laughs) I sent it to him on Twitter, not a place where I ever message Matt. Right. And he was like, haha, very funny, whatever. And then it was like a minute or two later, why do you only have five pounds of gummy bears in your (laughs) hands? That's what I want, player. That's what I want. You know, just lay it on out for you. This is what this is what I'm asking for, right here, right here. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I still have that screenshot somewhere of you going. Why do you only? Have... <laughs> <laughs> These are important uh, questions to ask. Speaking it got of... 
It got a better reaction than I ever could imagine. <laughs> it was such a slow burn. It was like, it oh, was, shit. That was the best part, was it was like a couple of minutes went by, <laughs> and you, you just opened the link. And there was that thing where, like, I had, like... I was hoping you would open it, but it didn't necessarily, it wasn't a guarantee. It was just like, a, oh, ha, ha, she sent me an Amazon wish list, and then like, go about your day, <laughs> go back to work. <laughs> Man. Oh, that one killed me. Good times with wish lists. Yeah. Yes. So, <clears throat> I'm going to ask you a question. Have you have you watched um, Keenan yet? Have you watched the new uh, sitcom style? I haven't. I've heard really good things about it, though. Yeah? What have you heard? I've heard it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good things. Yes. Yeah, I've heard it's funny and like that he he's it's kind of you know um he fits well in sitcoms basically yeah, yeah you know which that doesn't surprise me at all he's been a performer since he was a little kid absolutely his whole life he has been on TV basically we've seen yeah. Keenan grow up and you know what he's unproblematic well he had a couple a couple issues a long long time ago but he got through it yeah there was a there was a time. On, uh, on, um, what do you call it? Uh, SNL, where they didn't have any black female performers. Yes. And he was very, uh, he said something out of pocket about it. I don't even, I don't remember what it was, but he was basically just saying, look, you know, if we found a funny black woman, we'd hire her. Something just kind of like <laughs> no. flip it like that. He was, yeah. he was basically giving a non, uh, PR answer. You know, and I'm sure he didn't Sometimes. mean like women aren't funny. He was like just saying, "Hey, you know, we hire based on talent, and yeah. no one has auditioned yet that meets our standards." But he didn't say it that way. He just said it like he was talking to a friend, and yeah. I I've had women or men tell like men say to me, "Women aren't funny, but you're funny." <laughs> wow. wow. Like things like that. So. That's definite. Like, there's definitely a thing where they think it's a. It, it almost feels like a backhanded compliment. That feels like a backhanded, like defense kind of thing. Where it's like his intention was to say we hire because we hire the funniest people. Yeah. You know, like I can imagine in his mind, he was probably saying. By the way, none of this is justified. <laughs> I'm just trying to get his thought process through because that's horrible what he said. Yeah. But I imagine his thought process was, I love this cast. We are hilarious. <laughs> we hire the funniest people. Like, no, I, like, I love my coworkers. I want to defend my coworkers and defend their spot. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of if someone was asking me that question. I, I wouldn't want to, like, you know, act like someone doesn't belong there. And I think sometimes that's, that's how people feel, especially SNL is a really competitive environment. Like yeah. everyone who has been on there talks about that. Some people have really hated it for that reason. So I could see, you know, a cast member going, we all worked really hard to get here. And like, it's a cutthroat environment. Like we got, we got to have each other's backs in this sense, like that we made it this far. Right. That's the only justification I could find for that very terrible defense. Like, <laughs> that's a like, that's not a good thing to say. Not only it's is not it a competitive like, environment, it's it's also very specific to the type of performer that works in that environment. Like, you look at somebody like Ellen Cleghorn. You know, like she was funny when she was on SNL, and I'm sure she is still funny. It, it's just. Since SNL, they have not been able to find the proper vehicle for her to be funny mm -hmm. in. 
And it's just like year over year, they kept on trying. They gave her her own show and it, nothing there's, stuck. There's also the inverse where um, like Casey Wilson was on SNL mm. and she just never really found her place. It never quite clicked. I liked her when she was on there, but it never quite worked out for her. Yeah. And then she leaves SNL and she's had like a much better career outside of it. You know? Yeah. So it's just a weird thing that happens sometimes. That's true. You know, and it seems like when they do get that key black performer, they hold on to them for a long time. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Keenan. Do you think that's getting better? Yeah. I think so. I think so too, because there, as a matter of fact, I was listening to Keenan's podcast. He has a podcast. Um, him and him and another guy. And his co-host mentioned, like, last week, they had a segment where there was an entire black family on screen at the same time. And, you know, understanding that they had the the guy from Bridgerton as a host uh, that week. I remember that skit. Even beyond that, none of those actors were extras. They were all Mm -hmm. cast members or featured, you know, on the show. So that was cool because usually they kind of have to round out the black family with like extras, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that was cool. That was cool to see. But yeah, the I days didn't even of, think uh, of that. That's cool that like that was just organic, and I didn't even have to think about it. That's, right. That is great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. There were a lot of um, you know uh, black players on the show. <laughs> no, that, may, that sounded weird to say like that. Black. Players, yeah, yeah, you know? I don't. Yeah, but just like. Tim Meadows is on there forever. He had a couple of standout characters, of course. He got a movie out of one, Ladies Man. Um, yeah. But you think one of like, the, like one of the least memorable SNL movies for sure. <laughs> right. I don't think we even included that on our list. As a matter of fact, we were talking about our favorites, but. Uh no. No. I think I saw it one. I've seen like I've seen all of these pretty much because I like SNL so much. But it's like that one in Coneheads. I'm like, no, I hate this shit. Get it away from me. Right, right. Um, yeah, but with him, he was on there for so long. But I, I, I'm like disappointed that Jay Farrow didn't get a chance to stick around that that long on the show because I think he was a talented dude. But it, he just didn't click with the SNL, uh, you know, method. I guess. Yeah, I I remember being surprised that he wasn't around longer. Yeah, I guess he kind of bumped heads with him a little bit. Like he um, considered himself finesse, a, finesse Williams too. Finesse Williams, yes. Yeah, he was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JB Smooth was on there for a little while too, right? Oh, I do not remember. Yeah, it's been a while. If yeah. if, if he was, it's been a a long time. I, I remember finesse specifically because that was what his when he was first coming on there, and you know he was on there for what like a year, two years, whatever amount mm-hmm. of the time he was on there. It, that was when I was first really getting into SNL. Like, so I just remember, I remember those cast members a little bit better. Okay. For the most part. Eh, I still forget some, but you know. I mean, there's so many. Absolutely. It's impossible not yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. And there are so many that like, sometimes they're on there and they don't break through. They're only on there for one season as a featured player. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, they find success in a thing that fits them better, and he go, you kind of go back and go, wait, what? Like that's Sarah Silverman's story. Like, True. She, it's not like she woke out immediately after. It was years later. I mean, it's a miracle that John Mulaney found a career after how many chances he got. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it's possible. 
Yeah. He wasn't ever on the show, though, was he? He was he, just behind the scenes? He was a writer, but he would show up on screen from time to time when they needed an extra or something gotcha. like that. But Yeah, he was that never was how like, Tina Fey was for years before she started doing Update. That's so funny. I want to go back and watch some older episodes. I haven't done that in a long time. I want to go watch some old episodes and just like go, oh, yeah, I know her or him or whatever. Um, They were supposed to. I haven't played with it yet, but they were supposed to finally. So Hulu had a, a catalog, mm. but the catalog was like 2005, not even 2005, right? Something like that. It was missing all the 90s, 80s and 90s episodes and some of the really early 2000s, like, you know, the first couple of years of the 2000s. And they had, and then they had the first like two seasons on Hulu. And apparently with Peacock, they're supposed to have all of them now. Like they've brought up the full archive for Peacock. Well, that's so good. I want to dig it. I really want to watch 90s SNL again because we've talked about this before. That was what I grew up watching. Right. I grew up staying home because yeah, yeah. um, I stayed home <laughs> way too much. I did not go to school a lot. <laughs> Uh, because I had a lot of problems when I was younger. So, like, I would stay home in elementary school and middle school, and I'd be just, like, having a sick day by myself watching SNL all day. Man. Like, because they would run reruns on Comedy Central. All day long. But even Yeah, then- it was a block. It was, like, three hours of SNL, and then, like, uh, it was like two hours of Mad TV, and then Kids in the Hall would come on like an episode. I didn't like Kids in the Halls as much because that was too weird for me. It was very. I liked there. Mad TV a little bit, but like that did that wasn't my favorite. But like SNL was the primetime one that I was like, yes, yeah. I, I was so excited to watch it. <laughs> I feel like Kids in the Hall had a little bit too much freedom. I don't know how else to explain it. Like you could tell they weren't really <laughs> stifled when it came to their creativity. It was like, yes, this yeah. is definitely an early 90s cable show. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> it was also in that era seeing like early Reno 911 as mm, well. Mm-hmm. All everything I'm talking about, I was way too young, but, <laughs> you know, eh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, some of it was just not good as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's actually a thing that I'm kind of grateful for that i watched a lot of really bad comedy too mm-hmm. like there was um a lot of mad tv was a miss a lot of it you know but yeah when it was funny it was funny you know phil lamar was really good on there i think he did a great job well i remember listening i think it was a podcast they were talking about mad tv versus snl Mad TV, like everyone on that show was really focused on making the character that would break, that would get them like everything. Whereas SNL was focused on the sketch, which is what you should be focused on. And I can understand why Mad TV was taped in in the season format. So they couldn't really be too topical, uh, you know, in in the immediate nature, the same way that SNL is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, SNL did have that freedom to be able, and that's that's one of the revolutionary things about another show that I watched in that time, South Park, was you know they make this show so quickly that they can be pretty relevant to like what's going on. Very true. I hope that 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 South Park documentary is still streaming somewhere, is still floating around somewhere because yeah. 
if you, even if you don't like South Park, if you just like animation, if you're just kind of interested in in animation and, and the creation, pro- like how anyone, you know, these teams create a thing. If you like that, you should really watch that South Park documentary that was on a few years ago. Six because Days it's fascinating. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, I believe so. It, just, it was a couple of years ago. It was like 2016. I so think. there was there was one that came out in 2011 called Six Days to Air, and that was really fascinating because it was. I, I think this is the one you're talking about where they would they would show wow, like it was 2011. Jesus, I know. <laughs> Fuck, I'm old. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was discussing like the creative process, how they hear about something topical in the news, and they go, mm-hmm. "How can we make this funny?" And then they have six days to wow, write, yeah, animate, that record. Was, I can't believe that was 2011. I know. However, it is streaming for free on Comedy Central with cable, and it's on HBO Max because all of South Park is on HBO Max. So if you have one of those, you have it on there. Go watch it. It's worth it. It's good. It's yeah, funny. it's it's totally worth it. Yeah, it puts things in perspective because, I mean, since South Park blew up, it could come off as Matt and Trey really don't do anything else Outside of that, even though they had like a hit Broadway musical, even with that, it it's still very much behind the scenes. Like they don't really put themselves out front like they did yeah. at the beginning of South Park, like with basketball and that sort of thing. So, I still like that movie, by the way. I still like basketball. I haven't watched that in years. I don't it's even, fucking stupid, but funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a late night movie for sure. <laughs> so I'm curious now, since we're on this subject. Mm. Family Guy, The Simpsons. Um, I don't want to bring Bob's Burgers into this because that one's a little bit younger. Yeah. But Family Guy, The Simpsons, South Park. Which one goes off the air first? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I have, I have related news. Um, oh, shit. South Park, not South Park. The Simpsons, Family Guy, and Bob's Burgers were all renewed. For two more seasons each. So for The Simpsons, this will be seasons 33 and 34. Fuck. I'm very relieved about Bob's Burgers, though. I love that show. They do, too. It's easy easy programming for Fox. And it's great that they're in that pocket, that Mm. they can do whatever they want. Fox is like, just make it happen, and then you just keep on rolling. And Family Guy's got to be, what, 27, 28? Something Something like that, yeah. Something like that? yeah. It's it's so weird. It used to seem like, oh, yeah, Family Guy is brand new compared to The Simpsons. That's so antiquated. But now Family Guy has lived long enough to become the old man. Even Bob's even Burgers Bob's Burgers, they're on, what, season 12 now? Yeah. I think? Yeah. yeah. Man. Uh, Family Guy, Wikipedia. <laughs> they are on season 19. Yikes. So I was very off, but <laughs> uh, still a lot of a lot. Actually, you know, I was probably thinking of South Park. I would bet South Park is on that level. I would bet they're on season 20 something. They have to be right. Mm, 24 something, right? Yeah. 24. Okay. Is what they're on. okay. Or they've done 24. They're going on 25, something like that. So, yeah. Simpsons so, got 33, 34. So if you had to. Yeah. So if you had to guess, and let's let's give this the caveat of, I, I have a hard time believing believing these shows will be canceled at this point. These three shows, 
I have a hard time believing they'll be canceled unless something takes a turn. So, so ultimately, one got to go. <laughs> well, well, what I'm saying is, basically, I think what these three shows will come down to, and mind you, Seth MacFarlane does not run Family Guy anymore, has not run Family Guy for years. Really? Now. No, no, no. He he does voices, and that's it. He's not a writer. He's huh. a producer, but he's he's not running that show anymore. He's just doing voices. He's not even right like. He's just kind of like, yeah, he's a producer and, and he does his voices, but he's he's pretty he's very focused on the Orville. So he hasn't I think at least since he did the Orville, he's been gone. Interesting. Um, so let's say this is a choice. Of all of the creators of all of these shows, like who's going to choose to end their show first, basically not the network ending it. I don't. Okay, so I don't think the Simpsons will choose to end their show first. Okay. But I think that as time goes on, and we as human beings evolve, there are going to be several things that people find in the Simpsons that haven't aged quite as well. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if you think about the Simpsons has been on for thirty-four years, right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> thirty-four years, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So okay. it, I mean, it's older than me. It's all like that. That's how I always <laughs> like mark these shows where I'm like South Park first aired when I was like three or something like that. Wow. So well, Family Guy was seven when it first aired. I was five. The first episode of South Park aired. So let's put this in perspective then. So I was yeah. born in I was I was born in 1981. Right. Yes. So if I was. <laughs> if we go back 34 years, that's 1947. Mm-hmm. Nothing from 1947 was relevant when I was born. Nothing. That really fucks me up. Yeah. That math yeah. that you just did, which, by the way, was very quick, and I'm very proud of you. You're smart. Um, th- this is some hidden figure shit. Did you have a chalkboard going? I'm... Uh, that freaks me the fuck out when people are like, we're closer to like 2050 than 1990 or some shit like that. I don't remember what I saw a meme of it recently. And I was like, wait, what? Right. It really, it really messes with your head because no. Yeah. I, I saw a meme today. It's like when people think 20 years ago for Nintendo, they think of this and they showed an NES and they're yeah. like, but it's actually this. And they showed a GameCube. I'm like, what the fuck? No. Oh, no. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm not that old, but I'm definitely starting to feel it. Like, I don't like, I realistically don't like saying, oh, I'm old or whatever, because I know that's fucking annoying. I've seen people who are like, they're turning 20, 23 or whatever. They're like, oh, I'm so old now. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I've definitely reached that age where I'm like, you need to shut the fuck up. So I know there's someone who's not saying the same thing about me. But I am reaching that age where I'm like, when was this person born on this dating app? Born? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like, yeah, you gotta do, do you that. remember 9-11? <laughs> that, dating app, that dating app math is, is some serious business, I imagine. But here's I do not thing. like it at all. I'm not gonna lie. I... <laughs> <laughs> one time i i actually did it back, like a like a full-on fucking background level check because i didn't believe she was the age that she said she was oh. <laughs> but I had to check it. 
You know, some, oh, okay. some people got that fountain of youth. I don't know. It just, it works that way. She just, she looked younger and I was like, I gotta look into this. See? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, with the, with the family guy thing, I think family guy will be taken off the air. No, I, I think they'll choose to end that sooner than the Simpsons willingly comes off of the air because the Simpsons. And South Park? Man, see South Park. Cause see, I would choose South Park. I feel like they're going to want to be done with that before these other shows. Now, That's just my process. I would agree with you, except for the fact that South Park is one of those shows that they're allowed to take breaks to kind of recharge, you know? Well, yeah. Like, they take years off sometimes, and then they just come back like nothing ever happened. They've taken years off? I believe so. Huh. I didn't like, know that. I know... This past year, they took off because of the, the the quarantine and everything, and they well, yeah, they rallied together to get one special done, but that was it. Okay, yeah, huh? I didn't I, know that. I also may just be thinking of the fact that sometimes I just don't watch South Park for years at a time because <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm done with this. Fuck them. <laughs> I forgot this thing exists. Right, so, right. You know, they must have taken a hiatus. <laughs> well, I think there was a time where. You know, because they, they had a formula. They had a very specific formula with the killing of Kenny and Cartman singing Kyle's mom is a bitch and everything. And they had that going for, I want to say, like three seasons. So it was like, okay, I get it. I can do something else. I don't even else. know how we got on this sub, this uh, this whole subject, but I am looking up the seasons now because I want to see if there are gaps. Yeah. So yeah. let's do that and I'll keep talking. Now. So yeah. they had a formula, but then there came a point where they became a little bit more socially conscious in the writer's room you know um and you can that is the most evident but by how they treated uh al gore because they they used to make fun of al gore as a character on the show but then they came around later and realized that they had made a mistake and apologized to him like they legitimately apologized to him on the show and i thought that was like okay this is growth they're trying something different now you know yeah Okay, I'm not seeing any gaps so far. Oh man, okay, I was wrong. So far, I took. I took time. I'm only ten seasons in, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm calling myself out on my own bullshit. I'm on Wikipedia. There's no gap. Every year they came out with a season. Except they came out with a movie one year. Oh, actually, it's funny. In a few days, they have another special coming out. But last year they did a special. Uh, but before that, every single year they had at least ten episodes. Yeah, in the beginning they did way more episodes, so that might be what you're thinking of. Where they, they the network kind of eased up on them giving so many episodes a season mm-hmm. because over time they've just gradually decreased. In the very beginning, you know, they're making eighteen episodes a season. You know, yeah, the exception of the first one. Usually, first seasons are shorter because they're like mid-season replacements or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, so okay. I, I just my gut says that the guys at South Park, although I that might have been a better prediction around the time when they were making Book of Mormon, though, and that got successful and then they go do their own things. Maybe they just really want to keep doing this. Maybe they do. Maybe they're just like in that just I don't want to say rut, but in that rhythm, I could see them trying to end it all with a big movie because they haven't done a movie in a long time. Yeah, and, the last one was 2000. Oh, God. Yeah, that was yeah, so successful. Yeah, man, that movie is drinking age now. They can come out with another one. Yeah, I mean, 
<clears throat> I know Bob's Burgers has been working. The creators of that have been working on a movie for a while. That's unfortunate because that movie is done, but we can't see it yet. Oh, is it? It's 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 kind of like in purgatory, like Black Widow. It's it's been done for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, they were working on it for quite a while, mm-hmm. and like it's difficult to do those two things at once. Those are two very big projects. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. Like they've so. been they've been trying to convince Lauren Bouchard to put it on like Hulu or, or some other streaming service, but um, the the production team is very adamant. Like it needs to be seen in the theater because it's kind of a musical. Well, I mean, so. what's I mean, what's the point, like, of of putting it on a streaming service? Then it'd be just like a big episode of the TV show. I True. I want to see that in theaters, especially if it's a musical. Yeah. I want to experience that. I so like the I'm option. glad. Yeah. Waiting. <laughs> Speaking of theaters, Tom and Jerry's doing really well. So <laughs> that gamble paid off. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why I had such a big reaction. It's a fucking children's movie. It is, and. As much as, like, everyone was excited about Roger Rabbit back in the day, this is literally the same thing except without the Disney and Warner Brothers characters. It's just got Hanna-Barbera people in it. So Okay, but to be fair, it looks really stupid. It does, but it's feast or famine right now. When something hits the theater... It doesn't have, like, a hot, big boob chick who's just, like, sauntering around trying to fuck a rabbit. Like... (laughs) You know, <laughs> not many movies do. <laughs> right. That's why you ain't no Roger Rabbit. You ain't. I ain't. That's what I'm saying. It's got Chloe yeah. Grace Moretz, but she's not animated. So <laughs> what? You just butchered her name so hard. I've never heard it pronounced out her, loud. Her last, her last name is Mortiz. No, dude. Really? I, I'm. I'm 99% sure that her last name is Chloe Chloe Grace Mortiz or something like that. I think I've heard it pronounced. It's Moretz. What if I'm wrong now? <laughs> Where is YouTube when we need it? Wikipedia says Moretz. Oh, oh shut up, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the best of man. Chloe Grace. All right. I love YouTube. What a shit person is. Chloe Grassi Mozzarella. I love it. Oh, man. Moretz. Maybe. I thought it was Mortiz. I think you're right. Yeah. Sometimes, okay. sometimes I get it right. I could have sworn it was Mortiz, but maybe I, my brain just jumbled it. Like, <laughs> 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 I kind of love that, and it is hilarious because we got got. However, I don't Gel- like. Jello, grazie, mozzarella. <laughs> Sometimes okay, so now that I'm 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 a reader for Uncanny, sometimes I do have to use those like tutorials to learn how to pronounce oh, names or totally. whatever. Yeah, I've totally used these. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of sucks now because it's like I gotta be obviously that one was not correct, <laughs> but if somebody is maliciously putting them out there, 
Wait, this guy has this is the whole channel. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, hold on. This one's Brett Kavanaugh. Birdie turd Kavlerful stink. Birdie turd stink. <laughs> oh my god alright we gotta uh, put we gotta put that Chloe I know but Grace I just wanna Moretz. do one more I just wanna see what Justin Bieber is oh, oh god Brodelteen <laughs> Juggy Brodelteen Juggy Brodelteen <laughs> what is this why have I found the dumbest thing <laughs> why is this okay so we gotta share that with the discord peeps you know, we're going to share that Chloe, that Chloe Grace Moretz as a teaser. Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, God. Mozzarella. Um, so oh that my. I remember it. Or I don't yeah. lose it. <laughs> I'm never forgetting that now. I'm going to send it to you so that I remember where it is. Like, I don't want to lose the link. Oh, yeah. my God. So good. So, oh, I, I barely remember where we talked. Oh, because of Tom and Jerry. I was saying... It, it it truly doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it truly it does us, not matter. It got us where we needed to be, oh. and now we can go on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! Man. Okay. Um. I okay. So since we're talking about crazy things, I don't know how I I don't know how to transition this. I was looking forward to it, honestly. I need I need a minute. Okay. Okay. I need to talk. About Hilaria and Alec Baldwin. Fuck. All right, I'm ready for this because you said you you are enthusi enthusiastic. You are enthusia, like Hilaria, but enthusia about what's going on here. You 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 have such a reaction to this news, and I want to hear about it from you. I, I am our audience right now. So, I want to know. Yes. So this is where. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so this is where me being like the pop culture nerd yes. takes over. I feel like in our dynamic, you are more of the traditional nerd nerd. Uh-huh. Like, you know more about like science fiction stuff and gaming stuff and all those things. I know more useless fucking shit about celebrity. <laughs> All right, like, that's, that's fair. a little bit of our dynamic. That's like, fair. <laughs> if someone wants to know, you know, some some interesting fact about DuckTales, they're going to ask you. I would hope so. If someone wants to know how the fuck <laughs> Hilaria Baldwin <laughs> and, and Alec Baldwin had another baby five months after having a newborn, they're going to ask me. I mean... so. She okay. seems she seems really like psyched about she, this. Something is wrong with her. <laughs> I'd be something, upset. We, I'd be like, man, we can need you need to talk about Helelia? Can you like, not? Something is wrong with her. <laughs> okay, so she posts the picture the other day. Okay, let me back up a little bit. Hilaria and Alec Baldwin have been married for several years now. They have. In, they have had, or they had five children. Uh-huh. Okay, Alec Baldwin had one child from a previous relationship with Kim Basinger. She's a couple years younger than me, pretty much close to the same. I think she's like twenty six. So we're basically the same age. Um, and and then he married this younger woman, 
they they keep having all these kids, right? <laughs> and she now keep in mind, we're not going to make light of this. She no. has also been pregnant at least one other time, if not multiple times, and had miscarriages. Oh. So keep that in mind as far as like when we're discussing pregnancies, we're 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 not going to say anything terrible about that, obviously, of course. So she posts a picture. Uh, back in, I'm sorry. Let me. I was explaining the past part. So in, I think right before all of this controversy about her past came up, she had a baby, huh. and like had given birth to a baby. I do not remember his name. I know that it was a Hispanic name, which sounds bad when I say it that way, but, you know, she's, she is a piece of work. So she is. Yes. Uh, man, I can't find it. I'm looking on her Instagram real quick because I wanted to know it was like Eduardo or something like that. Eduardo. (laughs) The baby's name is Eduardo. This child is blue eyed, white as can be. His name is Eduardo. So the way that you said Eduardo right now is how they pronounce it, obviously. Eduardo. Eduardo. Yeah, that's how you should pronounce it, but I'm sure like Eduardo. Like, like they're, they're putting <laughs> a weird like accent where the accent doesn't need to be. Oh, like, yeah. Like it's not even grammatically correct, I'm sure, in the spelling or something. Whatever. There's an so she makes in there a now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just we love Spain. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. So she posts a picture. Now, <clears throat> in September, she had Eduardo. They had four other children before that, various ages. All of them, I think, all of them under the age of 10, though. Like, they're all very young. She has this baby, Eduardo. They say they're done with kids. Alec Baldwin says, we're done. We're done. We're not having any kids. Like, any more kids. Uh-huh. This is already so many, you know, it's a lot. Then I saw people saying something like trying to do the math for five months or something like that. And I was like, what is that talking about? What does five months mean? I for a second, I was like, is that something quarantine related that I'm not aware of? What does five months mean? And then I saw the picture. So the picture is Hilaria Baldwin in bed. And so there's two two versions of her sharing this. One version is her sharing it in her stories, and she says, how many babies do you see in this? Which, okay, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, very, like, tongue-in-cheek about, oh, we had another baby. Um, And the second one, which she posted, and of course, no comments are allowed. Of course not. Picture of all of the kids, including this new baby, which is a girl laying on the bed with the mother, uh, with Hilaria Baldwin, Alec Baldwin taking the picture. And she posted seven, six children w- between the two of them, plus, you know, their uh, Alec's first daughter, which, of course, should be included in the number. So seven children total, six in this. So she says we're so in love. Next post is a is a close up of. The girl. Now, for a second, we were going, wait, 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 wait. She had another baby? How mm. is this, po- like, for, how is that mathematically possible? It's only been five months since she had her last baby. Plus, she would need time to recover. So it's not even five-month gestation. Like, 
it's impossible. She couldn't have had a baby in that amount of time. So it has to be either a surrogate or an adoption. More than likely, it's a surrogate situation. Mm -hmm. So she posts, we're so in love with our daughter, Lucia, a picture uh, why couldn't you name her Lucy? Why do you have to be so fucking extra about this? <laughs> Finish this thought, then I have something I want to ask. Okay, go ahead and ask. Because okay. that was... So, uh, yeah. one of my <clears throat> initial questions going into this, because this is some real, just straight-up mayonnaise-flavored bullshit going on here, right? Yes. Her name is Hilaria. Like, I'm taking yeah. it all the way back there, right? So, I wanted to know. I'm like, okay... Who names their child this? Because that that's kind of something that's of a, of a generation after her, where people were after after years of making fun of the black community for coming up with creative names for their for their children, they then started to appropriate that and started naming their kids stuff like Calliope, you know, yeah. and whatever other like and circus. And then it was just eccentric. Yeah. When, when they do it. Yeah, yeah. of course. So it's it's great. It's so it's so unique. We it's just named her cute. Apple because that was it's the first thing cute. she. Yeah. So anyway. Have you seen Sandrine? She's cute. Like okay. So all so right. I come up with the fact that okay, Hilaria. Yeah. All right. That sounds like it may be of some type of. Uh, Which once again we know her name. Her actual name is Hillary. Hillary. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Her yeah. name is Hillary Lynn. And yeah. she has no type of Spanish ancestry in her at all. She's got the entire like European, uh, you know, uh, six pack variety pack, uh, white people. I don't know if that's been confirmed. If she actually, like, I think that was a geneticist was saying based off of her looks, like, was kind of evaluating that. I don't know if we're confirmed that she doesn't have any Spanish ancestry. She might have some, well, but I imagine it's probably like, you know, I've got some random ass, like, <laughs> I mean, if you do 23 and me on, on my DNA, yeah, you're going to find a lot. Like I'm a mutt. Like I'm going to have a lot of stuff. Like I know my, my biggest mixtures, like, because first of all, two of my grandparents were like direct, immigrants so i know i have on that side i have it's 50 50 it's irish um and uh and italian mm -hmm. on the other side is where it gets really muddy like so she might have it somewhere but it's just it's like traces probably right well i mean everybody's got a, a little something in them of everybody but yeah in a vanity fair article um it was mentioned that <laughs> according to this she is of English, Irish, French Canadian, German, and Slovak descent. Her paternal grandfather okay. was blah, okay. blah, blah. I wanted to, I wanted to like provide that caveat in case we were wrong, but I, I stand corrected. So she's just, she is a whole bunch of white. That's what I'm saying. She's just got yeah. like a whole like variety pack of whiteness in her DNA. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah. that leads to the next thing, the Eduardo yes. thing, right? Yes. Let's look up the names of their other children because I know they are all ethnic. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. I I cuz look, this this story is giving me life. I am I am like quarantine has been a lot. <laughs> but like thank god. Thank god for this gift of insanity. Absolute insanity. This is insanity. Yes. This is insanity. Okay. Hilaria Baldwin. Okay. 
their children are uh, Carmen, born in 2013. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will say that that can also be construed as a white Italian name because I, my mother has a variation of that name. So that one, I uh, okay, I'll give you some some leeway. Okay. Now, now we're getting into the no, 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 no. <laughs> Lucia, who I guess is confirmed. This is what Wikipedia says. March of of this year, surrogate. Okay. Oh, okay. I want to see right, if that was right. confirmed because I want to know. <clears throat> I, I want to know for sure. It has to be surrogate. Okay, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Raphael. Raphael. Okay. Born right. in 2015. Mm-hmm. Now this is what's fucked up. Their next child, born the next year in 2016, is Leonardo. Oh no! So they're just doing fucking Ninja oh, Turtles. Oh no! Okay. They're doing Ninja. There's a Ninja Turtle babies. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Like I'm sure. Yeah. Shout out the turtle soup. I'm sure there are some people, um, in this world, that have had yeah. four children, that have entertained the idea of doing that. Ideally, cooler heads have prevailed, and they didn't start going down that path. But here we are. So we've got Raphael and Leonardo. Can I have a Donatello? There is no Donatello. The next one is 2018, Romeo. Oh, okay. Wherefore, I'll So this must have been after the Ninja Turtles reboot didn't do so well, and the Baldwins lost interest and decided to go another direction. I understand. Yeah, they were like, let's go Shakespeare instead. Okay, yeah. Uh, And then in 2020, September of 2020, so September, Eduardo. So they wanted to class it up a little bit. (laughs) Here's the part that I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. By the way, there's a new article here that I'm going to talk about after that I have not read before, but I can't wait to get to it. Uh-oh. Okay. <clears throat> Let's think about this for a second, guys. Their baby, Eduardo, was born in September. Yes, of last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. This baby is born in March. There's five months in between. As we all know... Nine months, maybe eight months, if something, if it's very early. But that would mean that while she was pregnant with mm. their fifth child, mm. they implanted a surrogate. Wow. That is a lot for me to handle, so personally. So let me, let me ask part you. part that really gets me is that at this, now granted, Eduardo could have been a surprise. However... Even if he was a surprise, they still implanted that surrogate while she was pregnant, and they would have to know that she was pregnant based off of the timeline, right? Right, 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 right. right. Because she would be pretty far along. So right. were they pl- yeah. were they trying to play catch up and give Eduardo a, a little brother or sister to to grow up with or something? Well, the la- I mean. The other kid was born in like 2018, the last one before Eduardo. And I think, and I am 99% certain, percent certain one of her miscarriages happened between those two. So this is, this is the most normal thing I can say about this story here. That does make sense. It's possible that they were trying to hedge their bets and they wanted another child. So they ended up oh, working yeah. with a surrogate and she had a surprise pregnancy. Like that okay. actually. I could see that being. But the timeline, 
it still doesn't make sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, there's five months in between now. And so that would be three months further back or, or four months further back. When would she have gotten pregnant? If it was September, you're quick at math. <laughs> no, that, that was the extent of my, uh, my skills okay. right there. You're fucking useless. Thank I you. Know. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> okay. So she gave birth late September. So it had to be January then that she got pregnant. If it's Roughly nine months. January, whatever. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind. Hold on. Okay. Or maybe December. Yeah. July. So January to July. So, okay. So July is when this baby would have been created, the newest one. Uh huh. She gave birth in September, which means she was seven months into her pregnancy when they implanted this embryo. Yeah. Into the mother. Huh. So she was definitely very pregnant. So I I haven't even. Even if it was June, even if we jump back and we go, it was June. She was six months pregnant. I have an even more simple hypothesis for you. Then, is it possible that? Alec just dipped out of the marriage and just ended up. I absolutely love that idea. I hate it, but I love it. I mean, I, you know, my, here's my thought process. No, okay. because I don't think you have the energy to fuck anyone else when you're in your sixties and have five children at that point. Yo. He's 60 years old. How are you going to have time to fuck anyone? I mean, he he was pretty popular around that time playing Trump on TV. He was out of town a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe. I mean, that would require... In this scenario, they have this baby. It's theirs. Like, So the mother just signed away both... Signed an NDA and gave away the baby. Like, that's going to come out. I mean, I watched the first episode of that Woody Allen documentary. I, oh, I'm kind of men are men are possible of any type of evil at this point. I don't put it past Alec to just yeah. Be like, I don't like your kind, mm, uh, meaning men. I can't I can't that make a good defense right bad. now. I mean, with the with the examples <laughs> presented before us, you know, it's fucking open and shut case here. I can't really say, hey, yeah, no, so we're all right. Maybe I don't. It's weird. I mean, anything's possible, especially if there's a strain on the relationship following right. the loss of a child, which is a very real thing. Not an excuse for any terrible behavior. Right. But I, I think there are too many factors involved with that that would allow that to happen. I think the more likely scenario is that they're just like he gives her whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. And what she wants is apparently to have a shitload of kids man i mean six kids he's got more kids outside of this marriage i my brother has three children in my mind having one to two kids is what i would want probably lean towards two i like the idea of them being together or whatever three kids scares me Mm. (laughs) if that were to happen if things organically were that way sure maybe but Six kids? And they're all so young? That freaks me out, man. So he went but, from having one child. One child, and he's talked in interviews that he is he was done. Yeah. He was like, I'm done with kids. Like this is 
And then he met a younger woman. <laughs> That's his daughter with Kim Basinger. Yes, and that then, is Ireland Baldwin. Yeah. So then he met Hilaria and yes. decided to go baby crazy. I mean, yeah. And it's funny because, like, I could see, you know, S- Steve Martin was one of those. He didn't have any kids. And then he ended up having, I think, like twins or something like that in his 60s because he married a younger woman. If they had one kid or, or maybe two, I would understand that. Like. Like, yeah, you are older, but, like, you marry a younger woman, you have a kid with her, like, you have your own little family, and then you integrate, you know, the fact that you have a, a daughter from a previous marriage, and then you've got a nice little family there. That's really sweet. That's nice. But this is, like, I, I genuinely wonder, what did, did he know what he was signing up for? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Okay, so Alec Baldwin, because he plays shit so fast and loose, he posted the same picture or a picture of the daughter lucia Mm -hmm. on his instagram with the comments open the comments were open they weren't even limited to like people he follows or whatever no okay who's the mother she wasn't pregnant she gave birth six months ago if it was a surrogate just say that if the baby was adopted just say that which by the way they don't actually have to tell you that they don't they don't if the baby is a product of an affair and you decided to raise it with your wife just say it you don't want to say anything why don't you guys just constant uh stop constantly posting begging for clickbait (laughs) just raise your 100 children in private this person is a fucking asshole we can all agree on that yeah i mean we're we're talking about it because it's it's entertaining it's out there it's in front of us but it's a mystery like yeah yeah and we're we're free to try to figure it out but we're not trying to invade their privacy and like no. knocking on their door saying you must tell us give us answers it's like, i also will say i 100 percent believe that they will give their lives their kids great lives that's fine. so like yeah I, they'll take care of their kid like he will take care of his kid like i know he had that that history with you know our uh Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. like i know that that happened i i don't know divorces really fuck people up yeah. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but like, and he definitely has an anger issue, but I, I don't know. I, that's that's a whole separate discussion. But yeah, he said you should shut the fuck up and mind your own business. I actually agree with that yep. response. But here's the thing. Another caveat of this story was apparently they had discussed in the past that they were doing not just trying to do... um uh what is it called surrogacy or not surrogacy ivf or whatever and they discussed sex selection openly interesting so meaning that they 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 picked a girl specifically like and that is a really controversial thing to a lot of people right that's something that i i go the other direction i you know i i feel like these type of conversations, these type of very personal decisions should be kept private. I think that the idea of it, if these were my children putting their faces and, you know, their habits and everything on Instagram, on, on the Internet, period, I shy away from that. I, I wouldn't be the type of person that would Ooh, do that's something interesting. like that. You so, know? so you, if you have kids. Yeah which that's none of my business with whether you guys do or not. But like, let's say you have a child in a couple of years. Okay. Are you going to post pictures of your baby on Instagram? Are you going to post their name? Are you going to post any info about your baby? You know, 
I, right now, I'm saying I would give it some serious thought and I would lean in the direction of no. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's nobody's business. You know what I mean? Family and friends, absolutely. You know? Um, yes. But when it comes to the general public, it's like now, now more than ever, you have a footprint that you leave behind on the Internet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, I'd be very careful about what I shared either way. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I, I'd be wary of starting that trail of footprints for my child without their consent. You know? It's something yeah, to think I about. Yeah, I I mean, I ask my nieces and nephews now that they're older, do you want me to take a picture of you? Yeah. And I have had situations where my youngest has been like, my youngest niece has gone, no. And I'm like, okay, that's your choice. And I put away my phone. Like, I just don't take a picture of her because you have, you have to like teach them that they, they're, you know, full humans who have the, have rights and boundaries and everything like that. Um, I don't know where I stand with this, honestly. I I think, honestly, it depends on the kind of platform that I have. Um, it, should I have a child? Like, am I on the level of, like, where it is now? Where, like, the people who, like, the quote-unquote fans of me and my work are pretty chill people. They're pretty cool. Like, I, I don't I don't foresee that being an issue. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, the factor of what does my wife want to share? Um, I, the only thing I would say is, I don't know. Like I, I, I go back and forth with this, but I lean toward saying stuff about them, like, like posting their pictures and things like that Mm -hmm. when they're born. But like, just being very careful about details. That's usually what I tend to think about. Like, like no one needs to know that your kid, <laughs> you know, like, oh, they like they had stomach issues and shit everywhere. Like, I realize that's funny, but like, you don't because then like that kid's going to, you know, they're going to be 14 one day and right, you know, right. people can pull them and shit. So like, you know, it's, it's the same like, energy as yeah. when you used to, you know, the old the old trope. Uh, on TV of when like, you know, the, the boy brings a girl home for the first time and the mom busts out the photo album and there's a picture of him yeah. on a, on a bearskin rug naked or something. It's that, it's like that. Except now, you yeah. know, your employers years later can find these pictures of you yeah, on Instagram. But okay. But we're also going to reach the point where none of that is going to matter because everyone's going to have their shit out there. Yeah. It's like tattoos. Remember when you like couldn't get hired even just a few years ago with tattoos and now it's like becoming more and more lenient? Oh sure. Yeah. Because it's because it's becoming the norm, you yeah. know? Mhm. So like I'm not saying people will never bully and and you know, we won't deal with issues like that, but like at the same time kids are always going to find things to bully over. Well, that's if you're the not thing raising too. them right. That yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing too. Like I know what you're saying Fundamentally, I do agree with what you're saying. Like, after a while, you know, it's not going to matter because if everybody's got something out there, then who cares? But right. you think about the the difference between that iCloud hack and the yeah. uprising of OnlyFans. It's all right. about choice, you know? Yes, and consent. And I consent. totally agree. Yeah. yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah, sure. There may be hundreds of pictures of celebrities out there now, but there are still people who 
go and seek that shit out because it's it's yeah. you know something that you're not wanted to see. So yeah, I mean that's that's really all it is. Not all it is, but that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Um <clears throat> this I I'm amazed that he posted this with with that um you know, open comments. That's wild. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, that's all we know about it so far. They're not really talking about it. I just find the timing to be wild. It is. And apparently in the state that they're living in, they only recently allowed surrogacy. State of New York Mm. very recently allowed surrogacy or something along those lines. So they basically like, oh, now I'm remembering. Yeah, it would be July because like basically the month when you could legally get surrogacy. Mm Mm-hmm. Or the next month, something like that. Like, they got the surrogate pregnant. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I didn't know it had to be legally allowed. I feel like, I mean, I understand that, you know, um, custody and that sort of thing is, is a yeah, big deal. But contracts, you know, ironclad contracts and everything usually would I'm basically sorry, handle that. But I I had a different idea, I guess, of what, what was allowed when it comes to surrogacy. I didn't know it had to be you know, legalized for it to take place. That's interesting. Yes. Agreed. Uh, This says that's a different type of surrogacy. Well, while you're looking that up, it also amazes me that all this is going on. We talked about all those various names she had given their children. And it's definitely her call giving these kids names because she has a history of cultural appropriation, pretending yeah. to be of Spanish descent, which is all kind of messy, man. All kind of messy. Because she even, apparently she was on the Today Show, and she seemingly forgot the English word for cucumber. How you say cucumber? Oh my Coo- God. Coo- Coo- <sighs> How do you say Hilaria? You fucking weirdo. New York State, um, after a long holdout against legalizing surrogacy, overturned a ban. Apparently, there was a ban on surrogacy. This is April 3rd, 2020. So, literally, just like within a few months, they went and got a surrogate. We got to keep them bald ones from having more kids. We got to put a stop to this. Yeah, and they that's got it overturned. Crazy. They got it overturned somehow. So, all right, well, I think uh, I think a big part of this. I just briefly looked at this too. Um, a big part of the controversy that we weren't we didn't really touch on is paying for kids. Basically, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. think of it that way. Like that can get into very tricky situations where you know. Uh, did you see? I, I don't know what that would. Consider. Did you see John Oliver last week? I did not. Okay. They were talking about, um, and it's, it's not like giving away the whole thing, but he's no, talking about talk. an episode of Cop Rock from way back. My God. Yeah. What? It's one of those yeah. things where it doesn't exist until it does, <laughs> until, yeah. until you remember it. Um, but apparently there was a, a whole episode that focused on child trafficking and they gave the, uh, the, 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 the child trafficker like a solo. And he's singing about procuring babies for like three minutes. Like, yes, three actual human minutes, as he put it. A man sang about being able to find a baby and sell, yeah. sell yeah. that baby to you. 
So yeah, oh my God. it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. So I guess we can transition into this. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, so you watched Alan versus Pharaoh. Yeah. You watch that. I don't have. You watched a, the first episode. I watched the first Correct. episode. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but I will tell you. Like ever since these these accusations started popping up years ago. Right, it, that's that's a good question. What did you think of Woody Allen before this? Like, okay, so I'm not a fan of his work. I've never really enjoyed any of his movies. I've given them tries several mm-hmm. times. Yeah, because yeah. people in Hollywood whose work I enjoy oftentimes are in these films and they speak very highly of his work. You know, he's equated to uh, right. Spike Lee in the way that he is New York. You know, he represents yes. this, this certain time. He represents this certain vibe, whatever. And so people would speak of his work as if he's incredible, incredibly important. I never got that. So he yeah. doesn't have the benefit of being that legendary director in my eyes. What he does have in my eyes is the level of hypocrisy. When I look at somebody like him who's been accused of so many different things over the years, uh, and then you look at a Michael Jackson who was accused of, yeah. you know, unfortunately similar situations. I don't even know what the fuck to call it. Just perverted Abuses. shit. Abuse. Abuses. Yeah. Yes. Abuse. And I got to put a content warning at the beginning of this episode, don't I? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I put a, I put a note in our, yeah. in our notes there. So, okay. My thing about it is this. He was enabled by so many people obviously he's a he's a piece of shit you know i've I've said it before i'll say it again he is an absolute Mm -hmm. piece of shit for the way that these series of events took place whether it be the fact that he married his ex-wife's adopted daughter or the accusations that they're shining a light on in this documentary of uh the the abuse yeah um I just, I don't respect this man at all. I do not respect him at all. And it just boggles my mind how he's not treated like, uh, who's the other famous director that got ostracized? He's basically banned from the U.S. at this point. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. I'm surprised he doesn't get that same treatment. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, well, first of all, I sh- we should state for the record that Roman Polanski is does like he's still respected. Um, yeah, he's he's kind of not entering the U.S. for legal reasons. Like that doesn't necessarily stop people from liking him. Yeah. And the irony of him that he actually worked with Mia Farrow as well is not lost on anyone. Um, I at one point in my life and, and I should say that this was when. First of all, these allegations um, ha- involving Dylan. Uh, oh crap! That, that is her name, correct? Yes. 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 Okay. Sorry. Um, I just, there's some. There are a lot of kids in the family, so I just like anyway. Um, when these and a lot. Uh, also, another thing. A lot of the kids, like like Ronan Farrow, used to be Satchel Farrow or something like like they they. They've, some of them have had different names. So, yeah, which is not that out there. I mean, a lot of people in Hollywood. No, 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 it's not that out there. I just was saying I wanted to make sure that I was getting the name, her name correct. Um, so uh, Dylan Farrow, who you know uh, is accused Woody Allen of 
this. Um, you know, it's been out there for years. She really started talking about it again, I believe, or she wrote about it, something along those lines. It resurfaced when I was a teenager, late teens, though, like like 19, something like that. And I totally bought into there was some article or something that was like defending Woody Allen. And for some reason, that defense made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was buying into it. Um, I was buying into like, no, this doesn't make sense because blah, blah, blah. Like there were, there were talking points on there and I was 100% wrong and I don't agree with that anymore. I completely believe her. I mean, knowing what I know now about, I mean, that when I was defending at the time, I didn't understand a lot of the things that I know now yeah. about how this abuse works, um, about how these situations work. So that was definitely like a growth situation that I had to go through, maturity that I had to get. Um, <clears throat> this this documentary, so I've watched both episodes. Okay. Um, out of four. That are total. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that are out. Um, there's only two episodes out as I'm recording this. And I'm going to watch all of them. Like I watched the Michael Jackson documentary. Um, like the, I mean, this is bad. The second episode is really, really bad. Really? Cause the first episode is really, really bad. So I, the first episode is really, really shit. bad. The second episode, unfortunately, um, it does show the videotape that Mia Farrow took of dylan telling everything oh my god like what happened to her so she's a she's a a little girl explaining uh that she she was touching her she's just explaining it and and mia is just asking her like okay what all happened Mm -hmm. and mia was talking about this in the documentary where she was like okay so she was going to take her straight to the doctor but it was the summer or her therapist because Dylan was was starting to act out and have issues. And so, uh, you know, they were going to take Dylan to the therapist, but the therapist was gone for the summer. So Mia was talking about the second episode. She felt the instinct that she needs to record this. She needs to document this, which is very smart. And I'm glad that she did that. Yeah. Um, This has been used against them, though, saying that she coached. Her. Yeah, I, I heard That's, that in the in the first episode too. Like, oh yeah, she totally like no what? Which is once again one of the bullshit things that I bought into. I was like, why would you record? Why would you do this and that? Like, you know, like uh, whatever. I like stupid kid brain was just like defending him for some fucking reason. That's why I think a lot of Twitter when we see people on Twitter saying stupid shit like this, defending people, I'm like, are you sixteen? Because when I was 16, if I had Twitter, I would have been saying this stupid shit, too. You know? Well, look, this is an Maybe extreme... Maybe not necessarily this... This is an extreme opinion. And I'll, I'll give you this, and then I'll, we can yeah. move on. But I, I feel like a lot of the rationale that we pick up as we mature comes from yeah. movies and TV shows. A lot of yeah. those movies and TV shows are written by the same people that do the gaslighting. So when yeah. it comes to rationalizing the gaslighting and them being able to get away with this bullshit, they're the ones that were feeding this to us as the norm for so long that we just kind of go along with it. Yeah, that's such a great point. 
and they kind of dive into that in this too. Yeah. I also didn't know a lot of the details about Sun Yi and his relationship with Sun Yi, which like yeah, it gets it gets validated like oh, but she was 21 when they got married. She's the daughter of his ex-wife. He was with also, her. Also, it seems like yeah. As a kid. Just, it also seems like it it might have started when she was under eighteen as well. You know, but I'm like, I'm saying even that even that pales in comparison to the fact that as an adult man, an adult man yeah. who who was balding. I mean, in in the footage you see, like in his forties, he was right? already yeah, he was already yeah. up in age, and he's in the pool with his kids and and with Sun Yi who was still a child, and you see this young girl grow up, and you're with yeah. her mother. And all right, so here's here's where my mind started to think like Woody Allen has to be aware that he has some darkness in him by the fact that he kept insisting, even in even in archival footage of interviews that he's having with late night talk show hosts, mm-hmm. he keeps insisting that he be kept away from Mia Farrow's children. Like he, he doesn't says, want anything to do with the kids. Even yeah. in his autobiography, which they have an audiobook version of, which is like super damning too, because there's there's all yeah, kinds of shit context. that he wrote and put out there. That's what's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I I feel like he knew that he was gonna have a problem, but after a while, he just got. I can't rationalize yeah. the thought process of an abuser, but. But I have there's to think he what, knew what you're something. saying is there's something that's that's not normal about everything that he did, but in particular that he was like dating a woman with at the time like four children or whatever and wanted nothing to do with them. Right. Like that's weird. And then when she was wanting to, they were trying to conceive. She wanted to adopt. He was like, oh, if you got a little girl, I'd be happy. And like a little blonde girl, I think is what he said specifically. I'd be happy. Yeah. And then, like, they have, they, she actually does get pregnant, and he's, he's like, excited. He thinks it's a girl. He's, he's like, so excited he's going to be a girl. And then it ends up being a boy. It ends up being Ronan. He doesn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, biologically, that is his child. Not, not to say any, anything negative about adopting children. He had formally adopted, um, you know, her kids. So, mm-hmm. like, at first, and and yeah, I, God, I feel for Mia Farrow. Yeah. Because you can tell the weight of these decisions that she made that led to this. And it's not her fault, but she feels it because she's like, I let this man in to our lives. Like, I don't blame her at all. You know, I mean, again, it's the gaslighting. It's the manipulation. It's, it's yeah, yeah. the outside I influences. I just, I'm saying I feel so horrible for her that she has to sit there and think about that. I can't imagine being with someone who was put on this pedestal in the only industry that you've ever worked in. He's just lifted so high. He is an icon. He might as well be a, yep. a walking bronze statue of mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. And every last movie was his best movie. Every last project was his best one. Yeah. And then you know this dark secret about him and you can't tell it you can't tell it to anybody because you see what happens. Even when you, you tell people, yeah. even when you tell people no one believes you. Like that's horrible. Right. Yeah, it was it's 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 really bad um in the sense of like if you're concerned about trigger warnings and and like if you if you're going to have problems do not watch it. 
But if you can watch it, I recommend it. I think, I think the reason that I recommend it more than anything is to see the impact not only that it has on, on the survivors of, you know, this type of abuse, but the, how it ripples out into family yeah. as well. Yeah. I think that that's not something that we necessarily see a lot. And that, that is a thing that is kind of unique in this sense, like that, you know, they're having her siblings and her mother and stuff talk and friends of the family have come on and talked about this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll see that more in the second episode, but it's not easy to watch, but I, I, I do recommend it. It does make you want to, you know, bring Woody Allen out back and shoot him like, you know, like a rabid dog or something like it, he's just he's disgusting he's a terrible terrible person um you know he's just it's it's rough but like i don't know it it, it feel it feels respectful in the sense of like they're handling it well of course woody allen and sunyi uh deny everything won't participate with it which why would they Right. I think he has kids with her, doesn't he? I don't know, man. I'm I'm like 99% sure he has children with Sunyi. Wow. Yeah, I think they do. So I wonder if this is going to be if is if this is going to be his R. Kelly documentary. Is this going to be what finally gets people to start going, "Hey, look." I I really hope so. They have two children. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, is this gonna be what it takes for pi- for people to finally like understand that it's not socially acceptable oh anymore to give him a pass? I didn't know this. What's that? Oh no, they they didn't just have children together; they adopted two daughters. Oh my god! Oh no. Why would he be allowed to adopt with allegations of sexual abuse? Because he's that Woody is, Allen. Because he's Woody fucking Allen. Oh, it's awful. Awful. Terrible. Yeah, that's that. And I can imagine the weight of that on uh, on Dylan. That he's out there. And the whole family. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Um, And Ronan Farrow was also on this. I just love Ronan Farrow. Let's just side note. I think he's done great things as a reporter and as a very intelligent man and a, a very um, kind and good ally to survivors um, with his reporting. I think he's done great things and I hope he continues to do great things. He's not much older than me, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so it was nice to kind of just see him talk about how much he loves his sister as well like that was just a nice moment and i think that you know this also informs his his work and his life you're forever shaped by things like this um and he's doing good things with it she dylan is doing good things with it in the sense that she's speaking out you know she is being truthful and honest that's her choice you know um but yeah it's I hesitated to talk about it because we do, we were trying to cover like, you know, nerdy pop culture, like all of these things like we're trying to talk about and we want to kind of keep it 
light, but at the same time, sometimes these subjects come up and they're incredibly difficult to deal with, but you can't just have the fun of pop culture and media and movies, all of this. You can't just have everything's perfect and great because then shit like this gets buried. Yeah. That's what happened for years. You know, Hollywood is untouchable. It's, you know, the lights and camera and all of that. And everyone's perfect on screen. It's like, yeah, but really bad things are happening in the background. We ignore it because we just want to see the bright lights and the beautiful people. And, you know, it's not easy to have the Me Too movement and everything like that. All of the pain of society acknowledging these terrible things and trying to find some sort of accountability. It's not easy, but you still have to do it. Like, this is just unfortunately a part of the process yeah i i apologize this this whole thing just always takes the wind out of my sails and i i think that's something that needs to be addressed because for the longest time you know i i've been of the mind like all right woody allen's a piece of shit i don't want to support him i don't want to see his shit but i'm not going to raise a big stink about it or whatever but you know times change people change um, we grow, we evolve as a, as, a, mm-hmm. as a human race. I like to think that my man brain has grown over the years as well, but here we are. I'm slapped in the face of this Woody Allen thing again, and it's like, all right, so what's your stance on Woody Allen? And I guess right now, and ultimately, I would have to say he's a piece of shit, just like I yeah. always say. But then it's like, all right, so what are we going to do about this realization now? You know, for the yeah. for the longest time, now that we live in a post Bill Cosby going to jail world, a post R. Kelly going to jail world, you know, mm-hmm. um, what are we going to do as a society to hold Woody Allen accountable? Is he going to be able to skirt by because of the, uh, you know, the, the little asterisk next to everything? Like, all right, well, he did marry his stepdaughter, but she was 21. That doesn't fly like it used to yeah. any longer. So I don't know what project Woody Allen has in the works next. I don't know what Hollywood celebrities are going to come to bat for him. But I'm telling you right now, everybody is 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 held accountable. Anybody who enables him, anybody who excuses yeah. his bullshit, it it's not viable any longer. It never was. <laughs> but we had just been, like I said earlier, just so brainwashed and just so, uh, you know, indoctrinated into that mindset. Yeah. We just kept letting it slide. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. And I, like, I also, yes, I'm, I 100% agree with that. I also think, like, this isn't necessarily a conversation that is going, we're not going to come up with an answer. No. no. But not you sometimes and me. people, I, I've heard plenty of people, like, you know, I've had conversations like this, and I, you know, there's a lot of older generations, like, my grandparents always joked, like, well, we fixed it. Like, they, they're joking, like, of course, we're never going to fix this. That's the joke. Um, with politics and whatever the, the thing is, the big problems. And that's kind of how they end it. They end the conversation. Well, we, we, well, we fixed it right. or whatever. Like that's a joke. Um, and, and I'm always like, I kind of hate it. Like <laughs> I don't tell them that because I, I just, it's not worth getting into it, but I'm like, you're kind of invalidating the process because sometimes the actual fixing is just acknowledging. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that just sitting here and going, we believe 
Dylan is enough of a of a change. If enough people believe her, maybe we will go throughout our lives, you know, believing more and and questioning these people in positions of power and questioning that relationship that doesn't seem healthy that we're, we're you know like uh, he's marrying who he's right. he has a relationship with who you know um maybe as a, this can cause a shift even if it's a even if it's a small shift at least it's something at least you're moving the needle a little bit you know um that doesn't mean we can solve it all overnight but i i do think that there is you know, if I didn't believe that there was importance in discussing things like this, we wouldn't even have a podcast. Right. You know, yeah. we wouldn't be doing this every week. There's there isn't there's some there's some value. And I can't even articulate exactly exactly what the value is. But there is some sort of value in just talking about this shit. <laughs> I agree know? with you. And I think that I think a, a part of that value, at least a small part, is the fact that talking about it keeps it fresh, keeps it on people's minds. Yes. So it's not like. Something you can ignore, you know, like yeah. like we've done for so many years. And you look at his filmography and you look mm-hmm. at the stars that have worked with him. I mean, even because I was I was I was looking at the uh, the cast for one movie in particular that he made uh, 2009, whatever works. That's one of two Woody Allen films I've actually seen. And I watched mm-hmm. it because Larry David was in it. And then I'm encountered mm-hmm. while watching this film, of course, that, yeah, I don't ever need to see any more Woody Allen films because this is almost autobiographical as Larry David is living alone and divorced when all of a sudden this very simple-minded 21-year-old girl lands on his front porch and they fall in love. And it's just like, wow. Yeah, this that is, is the theme to like all of his movies, apparently. This I've is only like seen- O.J. Simpson well, writing, um, you know, If I Did It, you know? The- yeah. I've only seen uh, I've seen three Woody Allen films. Mm. So I've seen one from the 2000s that was uh, like a murder movie or something like that. I don't know, whatever. Um, I, I saw uh, Hannah and Her Sisters, which is one of one of the films that he did with Mia Farrow. Yeah. And then I've seen Annie Hall, which is obviously the most like That's, iconic of his films. That's the other one I've to, seen. I, yeah. yeah, everybody. Pretty much everyone has seen Annie Hall at this point. It's in the you know the greatest movies of all time and all, like all of those lists. It's on every list, you know. Yeah. Uh, so those are the movies that I've seen. I did not. So out of those movies, I didn't realize the constant theme of younger women that were in his films. It was like that's it's so gross. Younger women, innocent women. Yeah. You know written to his ideal of of yeah. what he likes it's it's gross man and and then the reason i brought up all the star power in the film is because you know you want to in your mind you want to say okay well these people are complicit or you you may you may come to that conclusion like what about all these people that have worked with him what about all the people that knew this was going on they heard the reports they saw mia farrow at the awards show when she stood up and she spoke on it and they continue to work with him. In this movie alone, Evan Rachel Wood, Ed Begley Jr., Patricia yeah. Clarkson, um, Michael McKean, Henry Cavill, you know, okay. all these people, even after these allegations have been going on for decades, still decided that they wanted to work with him because of 
the name value because he's Woody Allen because he's New York. Yeah. The only, uh, the only person that I would, would, the only people that I would go to bat for in that list would be the, the younger ones, the Henry Cavill and Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. Because they would be very young at the time. Maybe what? I feel like a lot of this is due to the, the pressure from their management saying, you know, if you want a name in Hollywood, you have to work with Woody Allen, that sort of thing. You don't turn down Woody Allen. That's not going to happen. Oh, God. That's a game changer in your career. That's like, seriously, that, that would be a career shifting kind of job. And then I see some of these movies were produced by Miramax, the Weinsteins. Yes. Yeah. God dang. Yeah, it's all tied. Yeah. This is why people get um, full on like worms for brains, like QAnon, because there is real like predators protecting each other. Yes. It is very real and very like they are using power to do these things. Yeah. That is a real thing that is happening. It does not mean that there is this other strange conspiracy that you're coming with up with on the side. No, it doesn't mean because you voted for somebody that necessarily this is it. It's it's yeah. Yeah. You're an abuser because you're an abuser. Right. Right. Exactly. Or you're uh, fostering abuse. What would that what would the word be? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, that works. I, and something I, I something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'm sorry. That was very intense. I mean, these are important very... conversations to have. You put it yeah. on the list. I, I made it a point to watch the first episode tonight so we could discuss. And I knew that it was going to get heavy during the show, but it was a necessary heavy. And yeah, I'm glad that you watched it. I wasn't sure if you were actually going to watch it. I was just going to tell you about it. And I was not going to say you need to watch it because I don't want to say anyone needs to watch this in the sense of like it is very the same with the Michael Jackson documentary. It's very, very difficult to watch. I will not say that you have to watch it unless you are um being very ill-informed, yeah. let's say that, well, then look, I think you should be forced to kind of sit down and watch this shit. I tell you what, I was trying to take advantage of a uh, a deal that HBO Max had going on this month where you get like six months for the price of four or something. So I, w- I let mm-hmm. HBO Max expire because I got t- tired of paying that high price. And I mm-hmm. know usually if you subscribe to a service through the service and not through Apple, if you try to cancel, sometimes they'll try to like pull you back by giving you a discount so oh yeah all that to say hbo max expired today and so when i tried to go and watch anything on there it gave me the big like oh you gotta sign back up buddy so i signed back up but before i did that i'm like man i really don't want to watch this what am i going to watch instead so as a palate cleanser i'll tell you this um i ended up watching on Paramount Plus, I watched, uh, oh wait, it's not Paramount Plus yet. That's two more days. On CBS All Access, um, I watched the Star Trek shorts, uh, series that they had on there. Mm-hmm. So apparently between, um, Picard and Discovery, like between those shows airing, <clears throat> they put together a series of shorts that kind of gave you a glimpse inside of different pockets of the Star Trek universe. Those shorts are so well done. They're so good. You may think to yourself, like, oh, okay, so they just took little snippets of a, an hour-long show and sliced it up into ten. Oh, no. 
there are sequences in here that dig into Star Trek lore that you'd be surprised. So like out of the out of the five shorts that I watched today, two were animated. One was traditionally That's what I was going to ask, are they animated? Right. One was traditionally animated, one was uh CGI. Okay. And the other ones like just had these scenarios that were so engaging. One of them had no dialogue whatsoever, but told a beautiful story set to David Bowie's We Can Be Heroes. Oh, yeah. Emotions. Yeah, it was heart wrenching, especially um, if you're if you're caught up, not even caught up. Like if you've if you've seen the first season of um, the the current offerings of Star Trek on CBS. So like the first season of Discovery, first season of Picard, like it tied into that in a certain way that will rip your heart out. They did such a good job on these. And it is so unfortunate that I don't hear these talked about more often because they could have just been throwaway DVD extra type quality shorts, but they're so good. One features Rain Wilson uh, as he's uh, playing Harry Mudd as a character from the original Star Trek series. And uh, he's he's locked in some space prison, of course, and he's trying to talk his way out. And it's just 10 minutes of him just trying to manipulate people. And it's so fucking funny. Hmm. Another That's one. Cool. Is H. John Benjamin as a scientist on a on a ship, and he's he's full Archer. He's he's full Archer on here. It's so good. It's so good. So it's worth your time if you if you if you've been sitting on those, or you're debating whether or not you should dig into them after you've seen all of Discovery and all of Picard and all of Lower Decks, the animated show. Check out those shorts. It's worth your time. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I ha- I mean, I'm not even on. What is it? CBS All Access now? Yeah. It seemed to be Paramount Plus. I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't, not subscribe to it. So. Well, like I said last time, it's there for you when you're ready. There's so much. There's so yeah. much. I want to, I kind of want to check out that Clarice show. So I might have to give it a trial mm. to see it. Yeah. I heard that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I mean, I'm intrigued by it mm-hmm. at least. Okay. Uh, all we have left really is Patreon stuff. Patreon stuff. We got good news for Patreon subscribers, man. Like we we're, do. We're doing it's hard to transition things. into that because we've just talked about very serious things. But, um, you know, we've talked about in the past the best way to support our show other than giving us, you know, a good review and subscribing uh, and sharing with your friends is to support us on Patreon. Yes. Um, we have completely revamped our Patreon. Um, we've hopefully made the tiers a little bit uh, more enticing to people out there. Um, we, one of the coolest things that we've done and this, you get access to this at any tier, whatever you join, whatever you can afford. Um, we have a discord chat now. Yes, we do. And it is fun. We've only been doing it for a couple of days now because over the weekend, you know, we're recording this midweek over the weekend. I, I updated our Patreon and, you know, sent the Discord out to our patrons. And, oh boy, it has been so much fun. The yeah. group chat is lit up. We got a lot of good it's people insane. in there. Our adventurers are some of the best people on the planet. We love all of you. Yes. And it's so cool to be able to just talk to everybody uh, about things that are going on and things we discuss yeah, we- on the show and ideas for what we're going to talk about on the next episode. It's so yeah, cool. just like 
random, like what were weird quarantine purchases that you've made or today, you know, um, well, I mean, God, we talked about so many things. Today. <laughs> uh, we, oh, we talked about the new possible Nintendo switch. That's right. Like that they're coming out with. Um, Matt got in trouble for wanting action figures because yes. D is on there. Um, <laughs> I got, you know, this new sticker for my laptop and I shared it on there. I haven't shared that anywhere. So like there's, there's things on here that we're discussing, you know, game systems. We're, we're talking about all kinds of things and you guys can bring stuff to the table if you think it sounds interesting or whatever, you want to hear our opinions on it. But like, this is, this is exclusive stuff that you're only getting if you're a patron. That's right. And, and as I dig through the, like, uh, through the archives here, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing different, different stories about little things that we did throughout the history of the podcast. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. We're almost yeah, at episode 100. Yeah, you get some behind the scenes. Yeah, you get some behind the scenes looks at things. I was talking about some upcoming projects that we have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> basically just, you know, it, I mean, it's a group chat and everyone's really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, we have the basic rules of decency that we had before still stand. Right. I, I don't anticipate any issues from that though. Right. Like, right. and if you, if you are, um, at all concerned about that, uh, be, be aware that a lot of the people that are in the group chat, are also members of Chicago Nerd Social Club. And for those who are familiar with CNSC, you know how strict our rules of uh, respect are for our other members. So people who are involved in this practice that in real life. Um, we've got uh, a few other people. I don't want to call anybody out because that's rude. But, but. No, I, no, no, no. I will say, uh, if you're, if you're concerned that, oh no, the group chat's going to cool off by the time I get there, fear mm-hmm. not because apparently on Discord, the entire conversation exists forever. So you can just scroll through at your leisure and catch up on any, any jokes you may have missed out on. Um, uh, I, I will say this. Did you think things would disappear? I was hoping they would, but uh, apparently Why? Not. I'm kidding. It's fine. But no, no this but, ain't Snapchat, bud. We're not dealing drugs. <laughs> the, uh, I added a, uh, I added an emoji, uh, when we started doing this, like legit, I added a Dolly, Dolly Parton emoji. And apparently that is now uh, the highly coveted emoji that if somebody really likes something that you said or did, you get a dolly. So yes, that's absolutely. You got several <laughs> dollies earlier for a, a, a meme that you made. Oh yeah. That I kind of want to share to the main page, but I also secretly I also want to keep it as like a special Discord thing <laughs> because it's so funny. Hey. I can't. With this meme, <laughs> you got you to give them that bait, yeah. man. We got to um, let them know. So, so you get that at any tier, and our lowest tier is two dollars a month. Right. Um, that is like the thing you get access to Discord, no matter what. Yeah. Um, then we have stickers. Um, uh, you know that's still there. Bonus episodes. We're talking about Superman and Lois, which, by the way, just got picked up for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about. So we did the first, the premiere of Superman and Lois as one episode. Um, from this point forward, we're going to be covering two episodes at a time. So basically, every other week, we're going to be covering Superman and Lois. That's right. Um, to to just like kind of streamline the process of talking about that show. So next week we will have a Superman and Lois bonus episode out. It is only available to patrons. Uh, we have pins that we're coming out with, with our logo, like, like 
die cut pins. I will be posting about those once we get them in. Uh, if you're in our top tier and you stay on it, I believe it's for two months. Our top tier is ten dollars. Not the joke tier. <laughs> Not the, if you look, if you sign up for Slaps Giving, we'll definitely give you a coffee mug. But <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, if you stay on that for two you know two months and then you can move down to a lower tier or whatever. But like you get a coffee mug with our logo. Right on. And then, but if you stay on even longer, we're gonna come up with other cool ideas for bonus stuff so there'll be an incentive to do that um and there's a bunch of other little things so you can go to patreon.com slash lex and matt to check that out yes um it's just fun like I, I mean the discord is like we had a facebook group i really wanted to separate us from facebook because so many of us are fed up with that platform. Well, yeah, that's that's one of the benefits of, of being a patron as well. You get to vote on things like that. So we did ask people who were on Patreon, like, look, you know, if you are cool with this, we're going to gravitate away from Facebook unanimously. People were like, yes, yeah. please, we want another option. Discord's the way to go. So we decided to go with Discord. And so far, seems like that is really fun so we're having a good yeah. time with that yeah. you know we we have some of the the best listeners on the planet like i said and Agreed. we want to do our best we want to continue to give you our best uh because you all give us your best just by listening and subscribing and giving mm-hmm. us a rating so thank you so much all for that we're we're almost at a hundred here y'all so i know it's crazy yeah and that's that's all because of listeners like you so thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we're so grateful for you guys um we're grateful for people who are you know if you're able to give us like some some of spare change on patreon um that's amazing but you know we're also grateful to everyone who just subscribes and you know listens to the show every week and sends us messages and like yeah, you, you know, if you're not able to be on the Discord, like, I understand, like, if you're not able to be on Patreon and then be on Discord, I know that kind of sucks, but, like, you can always still message us on our social medias and stuff like that. We're just, you know, giving that little extra thing if you're you're helping the show out in that way. Yeah. Um, especially as we're moving forward and we're doing some new things and, and trying to bring out some new content, you know, it takes a lot of work to do this stuff, so... The fact that like people appreciate us on that level is just it means a lot like that you're listening, that you're sharing it like, you know, you're going on drives or whatever and you're listening to us like that. That means a lot to us. Yes, indeed. Especially so. these days. It's just it, it's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So mm-hmm. obviously this is the end. Thank you, folks, yes. so much for listening for laughing with us, for crying with us, mm-hmm. for raging at the sky with us, all that other stuff. You yes. know, a normal episode. So, without further ado, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Luce. Is it my turn to do the thing? I never remember. Okay, guys. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. <laughs>